I know a lot about golf. It's time for those weekend golf guys. Well, we're waiting. On SB Nation Radio. And on SBNationRadio.com. Here's John Ashton and Jeff Smith. As the man said, it is us, those weekend golf guys. John Ashton in studio. Jeff Smith at the Golf Cave of Champions at Timbergate. That's right. So you want to explain Timbergate that golf course called, real quick? Uh, Edinburgh, Indiana. Mm-hmm. Just this past week, three conference tournaments were held in the mm-hmm. ladies golf and uh, three champions have come out of this room. Not to mention a couple seconds and a third. So uh, mm-hmm. things look pretty good. We were things at Christmas Lake. In Santa Claus, Indiana. And yes, ladies and gentlemen, there is a Santa Claus, Indiana. Ho, ho, ho. <laughs> and we were there once last year also, and they were having a little bit of a um, members scramble. And I remember one of the guys there was the high school golf coach at whatever the name of the high school is in Santa Claus, Indiana. You know, the one that Jay yeah. Cutler, former quarterback for Chicago Bears, went to. Yeah. Can you believe he grew up in Santa Claus, Indiana? Yeah. He also escaped, I think. We digress, and we do it often because we do it well. You That's what have, we do. You have to get used to that. But anyhow, we were at Santa Claus, and uh, we were doing a show, and one of the guys heard you and heard me referring to you as Jeff Smith, and he goes, is that the Jeff Smith from Columbus? I said, yeah. He said, then that's the Jeff Smith, the reason why everybody else in the state tries to get second place? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that'd be the man. <laughs> well, it is fun to to coach some kids that are really that really have the the desire to put in the practice time to do everything that it takes to win. Yeah, you know the truth of it is is when you work with kids like that, you're you're working with um, undeveloped minds and you're trying to steer them in the right direction and give them some focus. Right. And sometimes they get all wrapped up in the physical part and neglecting the the mental edge part. You know. Yeah. It isn't that we're trying to, to give them just picture-perfect Adam Scott-looking kind of things, you know. We're trying to get them to play. Yeah. We're trying to get them to, uh, to learn to play the game and to learn to handle themselves, to learn to handle what other people call pressure. And I'm trying to make sure they don't think it's pressure. How to have fun while winning. It's yeah. A novel approach. Just in case yeah. you're wondering who is this Jeff Smith guy and what are his credentials, there are some right there. What are we going to talk about today? I think we need to talk about slow play. And how to Are speed you that it slow? Up. I am not slow. Patience is a virtue, but not one of mine, I have been told. So we're so going to play behind somebody slow, didn't you? Yes, we did. And we're going to talk yeah. about that and how to make sure it doesn't happen to you when we come right back. Well ensconced here in the Cut Golf Studios. We are those weekend golf guys. Be right back. Hang out with us. I have just finished my second 18 wearing Tommy John underwear. I normally don't talk about my underwear, but I need to talk to you about Tommy John underwear because it's totally different. They obsess over every little detail and stitch. They use proprietary fabrics that feel like nothing you've worn before. Uh, Because of the way that they build it and what they use, there's a no wedgie guarantee. No wedgie guarantee. Comfortable, stay-put waistbands. Luxurious, soft, feather light. It's moisture-wicking, breathable, and designed to move with you, not against you. That means there's no bunching and there's no riding up. And there's no funky dance on the tee because you just can't get comfortable. Golf Digest said Tommy John is, quote, the best underwear in golf. And I, for one, have to agree with them. TommyJohn.com slash weekend. You will get 20% off your first order and order a bunch because it's the only underwear you're going to wear once you put it on. TommyJohn.com slash weekend for 20% off. TommyJohn.com slash weekend. (laughs) 
And we're back. It's us. We promised it, and we always keep our promises. John Ashton here, Jeff Smith there. Together, Those Weekend Golf Guys. Thanks for listening. You can always check us out anytime, thoseweekendgolfguys.com, or go like us on Facebook. Come on, you're at your computer right now, right? Do it. Facebook.com slash golfguys. We would appreciate that immensely. So there we were. We do a local show here in the area on Sundays, and we were at the Christmas Lake Golf Course in Santa Claus, Indiana. A wonderful golf course. If you are ever halfway between Louisville, Kentucky, and Evansville, Indiana, make it a point to stop in there and play 18. Fantastic track. Well laid out. Great condition. Even though on Saturday, and if you watched any of the football, college football last weekend from the Midwest, and you saw the Indiana-Virginia game that they played in a downpour, they had seven inches of rain at the Christmas Lake Golf Course on Saturday. We were there on Sunday, and it was... I don't want to say dry, but there was no standing water anywhere on the course. That's just, pretty good. It's, it was that's wonderful. a testament to, to natural drainage because yes. that's not really a flat golf course. No, it is not a flat <laughs> golf course at all. It's not no. a flat area no. of, the, of the world there. So it's once again, a lot of hills. Yeah, it's right smack dab in the middle of the Hoosier National Forest. A lot of people think Indiana is flat. Northern Indiana is flat. Southern yeah. Indiana is not flat. That's right. So, North uh, of Columbus, mm-hmm. pretty flat. Yeah. West and south, no not, chance. Not so much. No chance. You feel no like so. you're in someplace else. It yeah. does not look like everybody thinks that Indiana is. No, it doesn't. No, not a, uh, well, there were a few cornfields to be seen. But anyhow, it was rolling hills, very nice terrain. Uh, again, a very, very wonderful golf course. Cannot extol the virtues enough. And it was drizzling, uh, misting, and then it would go to a little heavier mist, which was more like drizzle and then it would stop and then it would mist a little more just enough to be like a mosquito flying around your ear at night you know just a little bit of a hassle but not you know so you go oh god this is just uncomfortable but it was nice but it was slow one of the reasons why it was slow was because you as you might assume especially with seven inches of rain the previous day it was cart path only yeah and i would think no one I don't care how good a golfer you are, no one ever hits their ball on the side of the fairway the cart path is on when it's cart no. path only. <laughs> no. You know, the worst part is is that they walk slowly and they trudge yeah. to yeah. their ball and then they hit a fat shot and then they trudge to it again and then they trudge back to their cart. Oh. Yeah. You know, the guys that really tick me off are the guys that get out of the cart with the range finder in their hand, walk to the ball, shoot the range, and then walk back to the cart to get the proper club. Oh, yeah. That's oh, that makes ridiculous. Me I got news for you. Just take the bag with you or at least get a ballpark. Stand next to your cart. Shoot from there yeah. and then extrapolate and take three clubs with you. Exactly. Hey, guess what? They're not that heavy. No. And bring a towel so the grips don't yeah. get wet. You right? know, not a it's problem. And Oh, yeah. I hate that. And it's, it's when you're sitting watching people do that. And another thing is when you watch people on the green and you think, what are they putting for like the national championship or something? <laughs> Why, yes. It doesn't, yes, they are. Does, I don't At care Christmas if you're playing. Lake golf course. I don't care if you're playing for $5 a hole. It doesn't take that long to set up a putt. You know, you have to sit there. This is the thing. The guys that sit there and watch everyone else putt, and then they go to their ball. Yeah. 
Yeah, and then go to their ball and then start their routine. Yeah. Oh. Now, if you're in someone else's line, yeah, you cannot go right to your ball, but you can still stand far enough behind it to be out of someone else's line and still try to get some sort of a read of the green between your ball and the hole. Yeah. I think that's just crazy, the people who don't do that. I, I'm, It makes me nuts Yeah, to see people who are not thinking about every human being that plays behind them for the rest of the day. Mm-hmm. It's people like that that drive other people from playing golf because it just takes too long because of people who are not being considerate enough to prepare themselves for their shot Mm -hmm. while other things are going on. They're not ready to play. And that's the biggest thing is they're not really ready to hit their shot when it's time to hit their shot. And then they they come back with this, well, I don't want to be rushed. I'm not saying you got to sprint around the golf course here, fellas, but if you, just be ready to play. If you don't want to be rushed, it's very simple. Wave the group behind you through. Yeah, well, some guys will be doing that all day. Well, that that's true, too. And if there's a group behind them and behind them and behind them and behind them, et cetera, all you're going to do is just mess up the flow for the entire day at the course. Um, yeah. You know, there's also some, some courses – they may extol the virtues and they may have the little sign that says, you know, nine holes, two hours and 15 minutes max, but they don't do themselves or you any favors by the way they set up the course. Yeah. You know, sometimes they don't. They, there's they, a lot of players that, that see, Hey, look, if they'd put the tee box on the nearer to the cart path tee box on the busiest days, mm-hmm. or if they would put it where the greens, you know, the pins aren't tucked behind bunkers. Mm-hmm you know, on the busiest days, mm-hmm. or if they're not making the par fives so that people think they can reach them in two. Oh, that is the, and that's always the bad thing too, is you sit there and you go, okay, if I hit this well, if I take this three wood and I hit it on the screws, I can get there. So I yeah. better wait until the group clears and you sit there and you wait until the group clears and then you chunk one about 80 yards up the fairway. <laughs> and then you've got a guy in the cart like me who's going to look at you really snidely and say, really? Yeah, we, we waited, waited for, for that. that? <laughs> How did I know that's what you say? <laughs> it's almost like I've heard it before. <laughs> I'm sorry. You know, Mike. it's it's amazing. But in that thought that if a golf course set up a par five to be extra long you know what they would do they would have people hitting three shots mm-hmm. and there could actually be three groups on that hole that's right and nobody would be delayed no because the first one is long mm-hmm. and then the second one is long and it's not reachable mm-hmm. so they can feel free to play it smooths out the pace of play it does it just does it does and and yeah. i don't know but if- when they put it in there where a guy who hits a 200 yard 225 yard drive and he's out there going i only got 225 yards left of the hole mm-hmm. i think i can go yeah i gotta wait I'm like no 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 you don't <laughs> trust me on this one <laughs> well because he thought it was a 265 yard drive because he doesn't want to do the real math right 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 <laughs> and trapper producer mark was playing with us on sunday <laughs> and one of his favorite lines especially on t-boxes if is if you know if if I was up I'd be hitting now. <laughs> A little passive aggressive <laughs> intrepid producer Mark language there, but 
I mean, that's, uh-huh. that's again, one of the things is play when you're ready. And if it is your turn to go first, be ready to go first when the card pulls up to the tee. Be ready to go. You know? Yeah. Uh, one of the things that really irks me, and this is with my own group most of the time, is we'll pull up to the first tee. Our tee time is, let's say, 1242. And we pull up to the tee at 1241. The group in front of us has just finished hitting their second shots. You can see them moving on up to the green. And everybody's pulling out two irons and starting to swing and get a little warmed up or they're going through their bag to find the right tees or they're going to go find the right balls and they're seeing. So you're saying your group is part of the problem. (laughs) Are any of them listening? Yeah. So you're saying that your group is part of the problem. Yeah. I'm afraid I am, man. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, just, just not, I'm complaining about slow play and I'm going to be part of the problem. Not from the get go. Not being ready when it's time is part of the problem. We have some substantial and some specific techniques that you can use to make sure that when play gets slow, it ain't you, the marshal's coming after. All right? Because there is nothing worse you can do on a, well, there is something worse you can do on a golf course. But for the most part, the worst thing you can do on a golf course is hold everybody up. So don't do that, and we'll tell you how not to do that when we come right back. We are here in the Cut Golf Studios. We are those weekend golf guys, and and we're coming right back. I think you probably should, too. Of course, we have a Facebook page, facebook.com slash golfguys. We would love it if you were to go there and like us. We'd love it even more if you'd go there and follow us, facebook.com slash golfguys. I got an email just the other day. I said, John, how much does it cost to join $5 Golf Club? Yeah, that's what I said, too. $5, hence the name, $5 Golf Club, all right? It's not just $5 to get in, and then we hit you with more. No, $5 this month, next month, and every month that you feel you need to become a member and stay a member to get to where you want to be in your golf game. Whether you want to break 100, break 90, break 80, break 70, whatever your number is, Jeff Smith has the videos there now and new videos coming every week that will help you accomplish that goal. Okay? $5golfclub.com. Use the number $5golfclub.com. That's all it costs. $5 a month. Phenomenal golf instruction at a ridiculously low price. That's us, $5golfclub.com. It's us, those weekend golf guys. I'm John Ashton. He is Jeff Smith. We do appreciate you hanging out with us, too. Um, Thoseweekendgolfguys.com is a good place to go if you want to see what it is that uh, we may be about. We have a lot of stuff that we've done in the past archived there. So if you I haven't say, even figured out what we're about. You know, we've been doing this for five years. I don't even have a clue. I'll I'll explain it to you someday, um, <laughs> if if we need to. But that's good. We were talking about slow play. Oh and, yeah, and yeah, what, you being slow. That's I am not being slow. About. It is some people in my group are slow, and uh, I I keep trying to um, counsel them as to what they need to do to speed up a little bit. And the first thing that really gets me is that nobody. Well, not nobody, because a lot of people do, but there is a, a tendency not to play ready golf. We've got this whole thing. It's the farthest away from from the green that takes their second shot, right? 
and we all sit there and we wait. We pull up in the cart to the first guy's ball and we wait for him to go through his pre-shot routine. We wait for him to hit the shot. Then we wait for him to clean off his glove, put it back in the bag, and then we all move up to the second guy's ball. And then to the third. And then finally to the fourth. Whereas if numbers two, three, and four were not in a direct line of number one, there's no reason why you can't pick a club or two and walk on up to your ball and start making your preparations at that point. And when number one hits, let him do what he does while you're getting ready, going through your pre-shot routine. You hit the ball, the cart pulls up, picks you up, and you move on. I have a, I have a solution to your problem right away. What's that? Take the last tea time of the day, please. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, do that. And then that way we're not losing golfers. And if you do that, then you'll do what you need to do to get done before dark. So there you go. That's right. There exactly. you go. Take the last tea time of the day and go, boys, we got a hot foot around this place and we're not going to get done. But, you know, there's and no. all of a sudden, go impetus on. to play faster. There you is. Know, I'll, bet you, I'll bet you even play better. Wouldn't be at all surprised. I was watching a video of some some PGA pros were talking about slow play. And I think it was Curtis Strange who, who said, listen, there's only two things you can do when you hit a golf ball. You can hit a good shot or you can hit a bad shot. Don't stress over it. Just walk up and hit the ball and then move on and take care of whatever you got to do next. You know, and the thing, the thing that people don't think about you know, they're drinking or they're joking or they're laughing as they're moving up to their ball, whether they be walking or riding. But when you get to your ball, have an idea of what you're going to do. I mean, you may not know the exact yardage, but you've got some idea, you know. Look, most people can't pinpoint their seven iron down anyway. They're not going to say, I hit my seven iron almost every time, 155 yards in the air. Yeah. Well, first off, no, you don't. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> Wrong. <laughs> so, you know, let's get let's get rid of that thought. But at the same time, they, they've got to understand the range of distance of each club carries. Yeah. So if that's the case, take two or three of the things. If you think it's a seven, bring the eight, the seven, and the six. Yeah. Yeah. And then start figuring out, hey, guess what? There's trouble in front. Maybe the six is a little better. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, hey, guess what happens? You take fewer shots because you didn't hit it and leave it in the bunker short or in the creek short. You just didn't because you took enough club. Right. Now, all of a sudden, you actually are playing faster because you're taking fewer shots as well. You know, I also understand that when it's, you know, 97 degrees with 70% humidity, like it is around here a lot during the summer, you sweat. And one of the things you want to do while you're moving from one shot to the other is take your glove off to, to you know, dry your hand off a little bit, dry the glove out a little bit. But man, don't put the glove on right as you're about to hit the ball. You know? Yeah. Can't you do it in the cart? Do it in the cart. Do it as you're getting, you know, get ready to hit the ball as you're moving to the ball. It's not that difficult, nor no. is it that distracting, nor it's is it going to make any difference in how well you hit it when you get there. Okay. Here we go. Another thing, too, is about pre-shot routine. You've seen these guys who take like, I mean, they they got to be tired at the end of nine because they take like seven or eight practice swings. You seen that guy? It just, I wonder, that guy's probably tired by a whole five. Yeah. I mean, He's already made 100 swings. I mean, why are you doing that? 
Like like Curtis Strange um, said, there's only two options. You can hit a good shot, you can hit a bad shot. <laughs> and the chances are you take too many practice swings, your good shot was in there, and the one that actually contacts the ball won't be. That's just the law of averages, people. Yeah. Yeah, it's amazing to me how many people just don't seem to be with the program of let's do things in between shots a little faster. Mm-hmm. Because that way you're not rushing the shot. And you're still very serious about the shot, but you're not screwing around with your time in between as in wasting time. Right. Go have all the fun you want, but let's make sure that you're getting to your ball very quickly. Let's make sure that you're not wasting time between shots. Yeah, exactly. When that ball's off the face of the club and in the air, you've got plenty of time to get your fanny back in the golf cart or start walking and, and move down toward your, your next shot, compliment the other guy, actually have a nice conversation while you're both moving forward, mm-hmm. and then go get your ball, go get your clubs, and then be prepared to play. Right. There's a scenario I think that we are all familiar with. We, uh, I would be willing to bet that everyone who is listening right now has done this at least once per round. You're on the tee. Actually, you could happen anywhere in, on the course, but you're on the tee. And you hit a ball, and it's terrible. It's going hard left. It's going hard right. It's somewhere. And you get disgusted, and you slam the club, and you look away, and you mumble all kind of expletives underneath your breath, or even if you say them out loud. One thing you don't do is watch where that ball went. And then it dawns on you, after you calm down a little bit, that, You have no idea where that ball went, yet you paid good money for that ball. So you're going to find it if it kills you. Remember, the new rule is you only have three minutes to do that. Yeah, so here's the thought. How about paying attention to where your ball goes and where everybody else in your group's ball goes so that you can not waste that much time? Second thing you could do, you know, everybody's like, well, I got a $5 golf ball out there. You know what? If you were playing a cut golf ball, you wouldn't be playing a $5 golf ball. It would just act like one. Right. Exactly. You know? And he doesn't mean a cut golf ball with a mark in it. He means a cut brand name golf ball. I, I once yeah. again, man, I played I played my 18 at Christmas Lake on Sunday with the uh, with the uh, cut matte orange balls. Mhm. Man, I love those things. They are so easy to see even in the rough. Those few times that I actually hit one into the rough. You don't lose them much at all because they stand out like the proverbial sore thumb. That's great. And cuts they, down on the time playing. Yeah. And the, the thing just flies off the face of the club. Now, it's also because I'm hitting it much closer to the center of the club face much more often now, too. You're welcome. But yeah, yeah. I was going to give you kudos for that, man. I, I will <laughs> give credit where credit is due. But I mean, the thing just flies so nicely. And, um, and and so I don't know if it's the swing or the ball, but it's straighter. I love it. And I outdrove most of the guys in the group on most of the holes. Oh. Well, real quick, I told you that one of the guys in our group, Kevin, our our uh, honorary golf guy who plays with us on most Sundays. Uh, yeah. Real good friend of mine. He aced number 18, which is a par three at Christmas Lake. You uh, gave him a cut golf ball when he teed off, didn't you? Yes, he did. 
He was using. Oh, that's, that's he was awesome. using the slam cut, dunk. Was it? He was using the cut black, but it must have been. We looked around, man, and we got up to the green. We knew it was going to be close, but we got up to the green and couldn't see it anywhere. I said, "Man, first place you got to look is in the hole," and he did, and it was there. You know, it's one of those things. The victory pulling the flag out, and the ball pops out with it. I yep. mean, there's, there's no better feeling than that. I would imagine. I've never done it personally, but. Um, yeah, it was great. And he's one of the traditionalists, so he had to buy drinks for everybody, which was great, too. So, wow. Yeah. That is really good. We made him buy. But there were no uh, ball marks. And with seven inches of rain the day before and missed all day there, if he had hit anywhere around the gr- the cup, or anywhere on the green, there would have been a mark, especially with the way those balls spin. Yeah, great. that's great. <clears throat> it is great. So. That's great. I, I love it. People get excited about that. and But I just want to know – did um did he buy the drinks afterwards yes he did there we go he bought rounds for everybody even people he didn't know (laughs) Mm. when we were coming out of the clubhouse the group behind us was pulling up and one of the guys said did you ace that (laughs) he went yes i did so not only did he buy the drinks he bought the cheeseburgers and if you ever get to you ever get yourself to christmas lake get the cheeseburger it's one of their specialties. So, it's great. So how about this thought? Here's a general thought that I have about – I've had this for a long time, and I don't know if we've ever discussed this before, but the, the, the hole-in-one punishment, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Is If you're there on a busy day, you're broke. Yeah, exactly. exactly. On that I whole thing, I just had the greatest shot in my life. Yeah. So therefore, I have to buy everybody a drink, and so in that case, I just lost a bunch of money, and the golf course wins. What a great marketing tool by every golf course ever. I'm not sure how that tradition started. It seems to be backwards to me, but I was thirsty, so I wasn't going to complain. It seems to me that it would be better if the the golf course would just buy the guy a drink as long as he brought his buddies in. Right. And then all of a sudden they would get they would get that. Mm hmm. But it because it wouldn't be so penalizing to the golfer. But the truth is, is then they're only getting a handful of drinks. Yeah, and I told him, I said, hey, the, those weekend golf guys were here, and we aced number eighteen. When will the plaque go up? And you know, they just looked at me like, huh? <laughs> I don't understand, man. Uh, a few more things to make sure that you are playing as fast as you possibly can without speeding around and affecting yourself negatively, because we wouldn't want to be responsible for that at all. Yeah. While we're young, people, right here live from the Cut Golf Studios, it is us, those weekend golf guys, and we've got more advice and uh, more tips, more techniques, and we're coming right back. Stay with us. You want to see how great a golf instructor Jeff Smith really is? It's very easy. $5golfclub.com. The number $5golfclub.com. I I want to talk to you about golf balls, specifically cut golf balls now cut is not a description of the ball it's the name of the company cutgolfco.com that's cutgolfco.com they say it's time to cut the crap their mission in life is to prove that you can pay less for quality golf balls whether you play every day you play a couple times a month doesn't matter cut golf has a ball that's going to be absolutely perfect for you and they want to bring golf back to the people how about a tour quality golf ball for nineteen ninety five a dozen? <laughs> yeah, you heard me right. Tour quality four piece golf ball. It's going to go far. It's going to work well around the greens. 
CutGolfCo.com and get yourself a dozen fantastic tour quality golf balls for under 20 bucks. CutGolfCo.com. If you're paying more, well, that's kind of stupid. It's us, those who take golf, guys. John Ashton here, Jeff Smith at the Golf Cave of Champions at Timbergate Golf Course in uh, Edinburgh. Edinburgh, Indiana. Ed- Edinburgh, Indiana. If it's, it's Edinburgh if you're in Indiana, and it's Edinburgh if you're in Scotland. I gotcha. <laughs> okay. Have you heard? Now, we don't normally talk about the pros, but we love to talk about stupid rules. And the PGA this year instituted a rule. They did it to try to make sure that some of the lesser-known uh, and smaller pursed PGA tournaments in little markets actually got enough of the big name players to attract an audience. So they passed right. a rule that said each pro had to play in a minimum number of tournaments per year. Okay. Oh, okay. Because so that of, way a guy can't just mail it in. Right. I'm sure that there's some injury clause in there and all that. Oh stuff. yeah. I'm sure the caveat, if you can't play anywhere, then yeah, you know, but if you, you don't play, you know, in the John Deere Classic, or you don't play in the Barbasol because you just don't feel like it, or because you got a big payday to go across the overseas and go play in Asia. Yeah, you got to, you got a ten a, million dollar appearance, appearance fee. Yeah, that kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. I think that yeah, may be that. what happened that made them pass this rule. But anyhow, Jordan Spieth, through a combination of bad planning and bad playing on his part finished number 32 in the FedEx rankings at the end of last weekend's tournament, which uh-huh. means he did not qualify to get to Eastlake. Oh. I believe, let's just say, I yeah. think it's 25 is the number. You have to play in a minimum of yeah. 25. Eastlake would have been his 25th, so he didn't make it. So he's banking on playing that. Yeah. Oh, so he didn't play. Oh, he didn't play in enough tournaments, did he? No. Uh-oh. No. He broke. What happens rule. now? They're talking about finding him a 20 grand. Of course, he probably carries that, you know, in his socks or something. But still, you know, it's petty cash. Okay, so there's a there, there's a fine then. So he's going to cost himself some money. He did so he didn't play well enough. Yeah. To get to the yeah. Okay, so he's irritated about that. Yeah. So he cost himself some money there, and now he's going to get penalized. Yeah. Oh man. Yeah, he didn't Talk finish. about salt in the wound there. Yeah, he didn't finish Ouch. anywhere near high enough to make the amount of money he was hoping to make. He didn't give himself a chance to make the money from the the East Lake tournament. He didn't give himself a chance to win. Now they're going to take, yeah, he's not in the running for the 10 mil bonus. Plus it's going to cost him 20 grand because he's not. Oh, that, that hurts. I would not want to be the guy who goes and says, Oh, Jordan, by the way, here's an invoice. No, I would not want to be that guy. Uh, Uh, (laughs) That guy at all. But that's just, you know, I'm not sure. Do they have like a little room where they go to, to say, what kind of stupid rules can we come up with now? That that may or may not help the game, but is probably destined to tick off a number of people who are playing. I mean, USGA does it on a regular basis. They've got some new ones coming that that I think are kind of positive. Yeah, there's some that are positive and some that are just hokey, and yeah. some that just don't they don't solve the problem. Yeah, but well, we know? were talking about slow play earlier. One of the rules uh, starting and might as well start it now. Why wait till January? Is you got three minutes to look for a ball, not right. five. Right. I like that. It's a new rule that says, hey, get going, boys. Yep. Another one that they've done that I like, it can only benefit or not benefit the player, mm-hmm. but the player can choose to leave the sti- the flag stick in. So that way. With a long on, putt? Putting. 
Mm-hmm. Right. Now, just think about the time saving in that, right? Yeah. John, you've got your, your typical 50-footer, right? <laughs> that stops somebody from having to walk up there yeah. and go tend the flag stick yeah. and then walk over to their golf ball after you get it about 30 feet. I'm sorry. Just, you know, the typical guy. Yeah. It's the proverbial you. I wasn't talking yeah. about you specifically, John. I understand. Absolutely not. <laughs> right. But the proverbial you just left it 20 feet short. And can you imagine then then – I would then have to go back and tend the flag a, a second time. A second time. time. That's right. So by leaving the flag stick in, yeah. I, I can while you're sauntering from mm-hmm. your 50-footer to your 20-footer, mm-hmm. I can actually knock in my 5-footer M- and be done. Muttering under my breath all the way. And it's also hard, I've heard, from 50 feet away to actually see the hole on many an occasion. I wouldn't know. Well, I know. Take it from me. I, <laughs> I play with a lot of people who have told me that. <laughs> No, you you need the flag for a reference point, for a naming point, you know? Yeah, I think that that's a pretty good thing, really. I, mm-hmm. I just can't see a negative to that. The only person that it would help is the player, and the only person it would hurt is the player. Yeah. So I, I think that that's a good rule. Um, and I kind of like the idea of what they're doing for the casual player. Um, they, they're coming up with the what they're going to institute as a local rule, which won't be used in any tournaments. It's okay. the stroke and distance thing for out of bounds. Mm-hmm. Right? Right mm-hmm. now, John... You, the proverbial you, not the right, John. I, I understand. You. Yeah. You stand on the tee and you whack one out of bounds. Mm-hmm. Currently, the rule says for everybody, we all know it doesn't happen anyway, but the rule says that, you know, you get up there and you're, you know, you don't even know it's out of bounds. You get up there and all of a sudden you find it to be a foot out of bounds. Mm-hmm. You're supposed to go take the walk of shame mm-hmm. or in many people's case, the, the cart drive of shame and go back to the tee and do it again. Yeah. Now, I get it. It's not going to happen because reality says that no regular Joe is going to go do that. He's just going to take a stroke maybe and kick it in bounds and hit it mm-hmm. and then move on, right? Because right. of pace of play reasons, because they're not going to go back and embarrass themselves reasons. But now the USGA has said, hey, guess what? In a casual round of golf, we're just going to take two and lay it in. Yeah. And you know what? That's kind of what's happening anyway. So I think that they're just doing that. Oh, I don't want to say retroactively, but they're doing it in a way that says we know that it's a pace of play thing and mm-hmm. it's also another thing. So just go ahead and do it that way. Yeah. And, but and, in a tournament, you can't do it. And we'll pretend we actual- uh, came up with that idea. So it looked like we're leading the parade when actually we're following. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. yeah. But in, in the tournament, it's got to stay the same mm-hmm. because the truth of the matter is who knows where your ball is going to wind up on the next shot you go back and hit. Right. How do you have any idea? You could dribble it off the tee. You could smack it out of bounds again. You could knock it in the hole. Yep. There, yep. There's all kinds of possibilities there. Matter of fact, they're, they're somewhat endless. And so when you're actually in competition, that rule can't apply. So they were smart about this. So I'll commend them on, on this thing because mm-hmm. they don't do it too often. I'm going to do it here. Well, that's good. Um, is that they made a really good choice to say, we're going to make that a local rule. And then when the tournament shows up, we'll just say, that's not one of the rules we're using today, folks. Right. Yeah. And yeah. and then that's it. So that's a good thing. Yeah, it is a good that's thing. That's a good thing. Yeah, they. they yeah, do I like things. that. Yeah. Have but they, they got this other rule? Uh oh. Oh, this makes me nuts. This is the one. I you know right after see I'm doing this set him up to hit him. Uh, okay. <laughs> you know I'm gonna butter him up so I can punch him in the gut. <laughs> okay. Here's the thing that kills me. I mean, this just absolutely they they go to this this great length of saying okay we're gonna do things that are good for the game, good for the player, good for these things, right? All right, so they come up with a rule now that says 
you can move stuff out of your way in a hazard. Okay, so John, the uh -huh. proverbial you uh -huh. hits it dead sideways, you know, cold shanks it into the hazard, and now you can move rocks and sticks and all kinds of things so that you can go get a better shot. But you've hit it into the junk. Right. Okay. So then now all of a sudden that's not as big a penalty. Okay. And people go, yeah, what's wrong with that? So this is the same governing body who says to me that when I pound one down the fairway and I roll it into a divot, sand filled or not, that I have to play that one. So they're rewarding yeah. you for your and making it better for you for your lousy shot that you hit sideways into the junk to get a good club on it, but they're penalizing me for hitting a good one. This I have a big problem with. With lift, clean, and place rules, you can lift, clean, and place your ball if it's in the fairway. Yes. If it's in the rough and it's got mud all over it, too bad. Yeah. I mean, well, come on. You know? There are tournaments, John, but I know you don't play in any. So th there are tournaments out there. What they do is they use a, a lift, clean, and place through the green, which is everywhere on the hole except in a bunker or a water hazard. Okay. Okay. So that way it includes okay. the rough. Okay. Many well, tournaments are like that. Well, that, okay? that's but cool. But the general rule that you're referring to is cut yeah. to fairway height or less. But, but getting back to your point, if you hit a wonderful shot, and it's booking down the fairway with great rapidity and happens to come to rest in someone else's divot. Why can't you fix that? You can fix it on the green. If there's, yeah. if there's a ball mark on the green, you can fix it there because it, it impedes the, the flow of your ball. It's not going to impede the way you can hit your ball any less if it's in the fairway. I don't understand. Someone else created a bad thing for you. Why do you have to suffer? Because the guy yeah, who didn't the guy fix it didn't front suffer. Yeah, exactly. You know, he could be right where he didn't face that. And under tournament competition, right? Yeah. Here's the thought, right? I could be penalized just because my tee time was behind his. Right. Right. He could make this earthly gouge that's just awful, and mm -hmm. my ball is submerged yeah. <laughs> under the surface. Yeah. And yet, we all know that that is in some form of ground under repair. We know it. Yeah. Somebody. Somebody at some point is going to fix that, meaning either the superintendent by sanding the divot or the next golfer who comes through mm -hmm. and sanding the divot or somebody like some random act of kindness person who comes up and actually puts a divot back. Yeah. Right. Yeah. As what golfers really ought to be trying to do is, right. is see things. But, but when that happens and my ball gets onto that, Tell me why I'm penalized when the guy who hit that shot right in front of me is not is not penalized. Yeah, exactly. I don't understand why that cannot change. And I understand that that goes right to the core of play your ball as it lies. But yet they just made a rule that says you don't have to play your ball as it lies in a hazard. Right. You can now you could the hazard rules still apply. And one of them is you could go in there and play it. But now they just made it easier yeah. to go play it out of a tougher spot. So they're rewarding a worse shot and you can go mess around and move the rocks and move the sticks and get all that junk out of your way and hit a decent shot out of the hazard. But yet I don't have the same benefit yeah. and I'm, my ball's in the fairway. Yeah. We have a problem here because yeah. that right there, that's the same organization using the rule of play it as it lies. And then they've just changed their rule of play as, as it lies only in the worst condition shots. And it would benefit the, uh, the lesser talented golfer, I would imagine. Now, I know even you on occasion have known to hit the ball 
into the rough or into the hazard. I know. Yeah, right. I've played golf. I understand. This, but you this, don't it do it. You don't do it with with the same rapidity with which you know a, a casual golfer would. So what it's doing is it's while it's it looks like it's helping me, it's actually hurting you. Were we to play together, play against each other? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. Yeah. It would be, and and so I just have that problem, mm-hmm. um, and it is one of my bigger issues with the USGA because they, in this case, they're talking out of both sides of their mouth. Mm-hmm. There are other cases, of course, we could go into that, but <laughs> but in this one, it's pretty clear, yeah, that they're helping not everyone here, right? But yet everybody, John, you hit as many times in the fairway as I hit in the hazard. It's just that way. Yeah. You have half and half and I can have half and half. Right. So let's understand the regular golfer. Let's not think of it as, as two separate golfers here. Let's now think of it as the same guy who gets benefited by one position, but not the other. Yeah. And the other is supposed to be the place you're trying to hit it to. Yeah. Yeah. You go out and play and on hole number one, you're in a divot and you have to play that. And hole number two, you're in the hazard, and you get to move it around and uh, not move the ball around, but move junk out of your yeah, way, clear it out, and make it a better lie. The thought process was, hey, you know, these guys—they're not going to want to sit here and take a shot that's going to potentially damage their clubs, so they're going to kick it out of there anyhow. So let's make it easier for them not to have to kick it out. Who knows? Uh, yeah. Who knows? I get it. Hey, the divots in the fairway—you just say, "Dang it, that's ground under repair," and move it. Move it out. Move it. That's it. All you got to do. We'll we'll make that the next time. The words of the guys I play with, we don't need no stinking rules. Well ensconced in the Cut Golf Studios, it is us, those weekend golf guys, with some more time together. We're coming right back. Hang with us. Would you like to get all this stuff a couple days early and totally commercial-free? We can make that happen. Patreon.com slash golf guys. P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com slash golf guys. I highly recommend the Cut Golf Matte Finished Golf Balls. They come in three colors, yellow, orange, and pink. All very easy to see, all very long off the tee. And if you chip and pitch and putt correctly, these things are going to check up when you need them to. They're going to roll out when you hit it right. They're going to roll true to the cup. And they're going to cost you nineteen ninety-five a dozen. It's a beautiful three-piece ball, and you're going to buy it direct from the manufacturer. That is why you're not going to spend 50 bucks for a dozen of these balls. $19.95 a dozen for cut, matte, orange, pink, or yellow balls direct from the manufacturer at CutGolfCo.com. That's CutGolfCo.com. I'm going to use these balls exclusively from now on i love them and so will you no matter how well you play or how badly you play this will be your favorite ball from here on out order a dozen at cutgolfco.com those weekend golf guys we do appreciate you hanging with us throughout the hour anytime you need to check out more of what we got to those weekendgolfguys.com we're on Facebook at facebook.com slash golfguys. Even do that little Twitter thing. We're Twittering at WKND Golf Guys on Twitter and some of the other social media stuff. We have no idea how it works, so we haven't done it yet. Man, I'm averaging about 252 off the tee. I've been doing the math. I've been doing Feet? the math. Oh, yards. I'm sorry. 
We measure in yards of okay, golf. Okay, this is not video, right? You didn't see that hand gesture I just made. Yeah, <laughs> yards. Although I do have a problem, man. I, I have a uh, range finder, really yeah. high-tech range finder, man. Oh, no. Sunday, oh, no. I know what you're going to tell Sunday me. Sunday, it was measuring everything in meters, and I didn't know how to change it back to yards. <laughs> so I'm doing the it. math. There's like 39.32 uh, inches in a meter and uh, 36, so it's three, almost four for every. And I'm doing the math, and I was it, so confused. I didn't know how to and change everybody it. Else is getting out the, everybody <laughs> else is getting out their calculator, doing the conversion table. Right, 9.4 meters equals how many yards? So I threw the rangefinder back in the car and started looking at the, at the sprinkler heads, man. You know, old school. Oh, you're going old school. Yeah. <laughs> going old school. Actually going to use what's already there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, and it worked just fine. Amazingly enough, it but does. But I do want to let you know, man, uh, there's, there's a new video up at $5golfclub.com. On uh, a greenside shot from an uphill lie to a downhill green. And, oh, yeah. What and a good I, shot that is. I watched it, Jeff, and I actually got to use it twice on Sunday, and, man, it works. I was taking that yeah, cut, matte orange golf ball, and you could just see it spinning. It was fantastic the way you did that. You need to check them out, $5golfclub.com. Uh, again, if you use the code, if you were to go order some of, and I am a big fan of cut golf, man. This, this, these balls are phenomenal for $19.99 a dozen. But if you order a dozen or two or 12 or whatever, uh, and just use weekend golf guys as a yeah, code when you check out, they're going to give you 10% off. I'd order them two at a time. I mean, if you're used to paying 40 bucks for premium golf balls, why wouldn't you just exactly order two get at two time? dozen at a time? Pay your, pay just, you know, $39.98 and get you two dozen. Right. And then get eight bucks off. That's pretty strong. Yeah, I think so. Thoseweekendgolfguys.com. Check us out anytime and follow us on Facebook. Please like us there, facebook.com slash golfguys. Jeff, have a wonderful time. And uh, here's uh, yeah, going to vote for you for a seat on the board of directors of the USGA so you can get their act together for us, all right? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Hey, play fast. Play good. I don't care. Just go play some golf. 